Welcome back to the Trees and Nylon podcast, your one-stop shop for everything Gorp. I am your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees, Nylon, whatever you want, as long as it's not my real name. And I'm joined today by the resident journalist of the Gorp Core scene, Colin Poseidon, because he's king of the flow team. It is Ali Jorn Jenkins. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. Thanks for the introduction. I, I like that. That's got a good ring to it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't well, think I'll be able to put it much better myself, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, just throw it in your bio. I think that'll probably be... That'll probably be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a bit more exciting than I think. What does it say? I'm like, I write things about stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I'll leave it I at mean, that. it's got a little, a little bit more, more gusto to it, but it's yeah, fine. yeah, enthusiasts and writers, what it says right now. But okay, that's not that's not very. It, exciting. it seems very professional. It seems very <laughs> professional. <laughs> yeah. Which is how you want to come off uh, until this podcast exactly. comes out. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, this is the Trees and Nylon podcast. We talk about trees and also nylon kind of working through a past, present, and future progression of both of those topics. So Ali, the question to you is, trees or nylon? Okay. I have thought about this a little bit, only because from previous episodes, everyone uh-huh. follows the trend of going trees first. Yeah. And I am going to go with trees first, but only because... <laughs> My trees is going to be nowhere near as interesting as anyone else's. So <laughs> okay. I think we'll we'll go with trees first. A tactical play, I understand. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, let's uh let's start with trees. Tell me a little bit, and before we jump into trees, tell for anyone who doesn't know, they should, yep. but for anyone who might not, talk a little bit about like who you are in the scene. And uh yeah, I, I was gonna say something that never mind. <laughs> who you are in the okay. scene. Yeah. Um so Professionally speaking, I'm a writer um, and I do some like consulting work for um, brands. So that kind of just entails like media outreach, um, that kind of thing. Um, but on like a more personal level, I'm just kind of like interested in technical design, um, sort of like performance clothing and some outdoorsy stuff. I wouldn't really say I'm sort of nestled in the Gorp core scene, but mm-hmm. I think like technical technical design as a whole kind of fits in there. So mm. so I kind Someone of say you're an enthusiast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A few an enthusiast to start. And <laughs> then the writing work kind of came secondary. But it's you know, it's all it all rolls into one. So yeah. Hopefully we'll that's helped that people we'll understand a bit more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Awesome. So tell me a little bit about your relationship with the outdoors and stuff uh, growing up, or was there any? I don't know. You're making it sound like you never went outside before. You were born in the no, test tube no, somewhere. I've definitely been out. I've definitely been outside before. Okay, cool. um, that's good. That's good. So, so you don't have to worry about me being some kind of like hermit. Um, uh-huh. Growing up, I'd say, oh, my memory is really my memory is really bad. Not okay. So you can curse on the podcast, up, by the way. Yeah. So if you want to, oh, okay, I don't know that's, if you want to. Okay. No, that's good. That's good to know because <laughs> it might just sort of fall out. So I'll just won't yeah, worry yeah. about swearing. Um I'd say like growing up, we did I did have some like kind of relationship with the outdoors, but nothing like nothing crazy. Like we wouldn't go on like weekends up Snowden or like the Lake District. Um mm-hmm. but we were like we were pretty lucky that we'd gone like a couple of couple of holidays within the UK um a year. So I don't think I went abroad until I was like maybe like 18. So like mm. a lot of my time up until that point was within the country, which is like, I'm really lucky. I'm really like appreciative for that because the UK as a country is like a beautiful, beautiful place. Like the scenery is so diverse from like the highlands of Scotland down to, down to where I live in like sort of South central England. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so like we would have spent like some summers by the beach. Um, I think we went, I've been to like Dartmoor and places like that. I have been to the Lake District, but not, not for like hiking or walking or whatever. I've mm. kind of experienced the um, like environment, but not, um, not in like a, um, not in kind of like an active capacity, more just sort of like appreciating it. Yeah, that's okay though. Um, that's still getting yeah. up there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind. Of, that's probably about it, to be honest. I mean, we nothing like in particular stands out. What was the um, uh, that first trip you took when you were eighteen? Where'd you go? Amsterdam with my, oh. with my girlfriend. Oh, very nice! Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. We've <laughs> we've nearly been together for ten years, so wow, that's a big milestone wow. coming up. Yeah, <laughs> got a few years on me. I've been with my girlfriend for uh, almost seven. I'm a little wow, humble. That's brag. a long time as well. Yeah, we can pat our we can pat ourselves on the back a little yeah. bit. <laughs> it goes fast, so yeah. So yeah, it doesn't feel like that long. Very nice. Um, um, I was gonna say, like, I think the only reason we went to Amsterdam is because we we oh, definitely ate it. Yeah, definitely eighteen, <laughs> and it was like one of those places you luck up, and it's close. It's like an hour's flight from London. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty. It was pretty cheap to go, so we kind of just settled on, settled on that. Nice. Yeah, a bit of a cheapskate to that age, but but yeah, I've never been, but it looks like a very beautiful city. It's really I've seen, nice. I've seen videos and stuff. Yeah, it's really nice. I'd love to go back there because we only went for like two nights, I think. Ah, just but a little, yeah, really little nice quickie. Yeah, but there's other there's other places in in uh, the Netherlands that are, mm-hmm. that I've heard are nice stuff. So. I mean, Amsterdam's beautiful. Anyone listening from Amsterdam, don't take that as like a hit. But I have heard that there are other places in the Netherlands that are um, that are equally as nice. Like I have heard that the Netherlands is pretty. I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> they've got a lot of tulips. Oh, nice. And when is it Netherlands? That's like the flower capital of the world. Yeah, I think that, so. I think no, I think it is. I mean, they get a lot of. I always see like lorries with um. With like Dutch number plates that say they're delivering flowers around here, so I think it's kind oh, of it is a hotbed for yeah, hotbed yeah. for delivering awesome. delivering flowers. I feel like I feel like there was a PSAT question about that. You know what that is? That's like a whole thing in America. What's that? The P- PSAT? Yeah, the PSAT. No, I don't know what that is. You know what the SAT is? I've heard of SATs. Yeah, okay. it's like it's a, like a like standardized kind of test. Yeah, 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 yeah. Helps you like get into college and stuff. And the PSAT uh, is something that you take in high school. And everyone across the country takes it in like the same day or the same week or something. And um, so some of the questions will have like stories in them and they're kind of funny. And it becomes like a whole thing for like a week. Everyone on Twitter and stuff is just talking about like the PSAT memes. And one of them was about flowers in the Netherlands. And so I remember it for some reason because that was like four years ago. But anyway. uh, (laughs) That sounds like the kind of thing that sounds like those um, like British citizenship tests to that that like float around and they're like questions about royal, royal family members and stuff oh, like really? that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, yeah, it kind of sounds like the same vibe, honestly. Yeah. Just like failed. wild think questions. I think I failed. Oh, yeah. I'd probably fail too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, I think I would fail the American citizen test as, as well. Those are pretty difficult, I think. Yeah. It's just but one anyway. of those things you kind of, you get used to, you get used to your life here and you don't really bother to learn about the culture yeah or it's like i learned a second so nature. long ago that you know i'm mm. not gonna remember that 
that kind of stuff. So we've talked okay. about the beginning of trees. We talked about a little bit of, about your uh, your past going outside and such. What's it kind of look like now? What's your schedule for getting outdoors? Um, so at the moment, I'd say my kind of relationship with the outdoors and like getting outside is centered more around um, like my like sort of like come back and like relationship with running. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of something that I've dabbled in over the last few years, but it's been like on and off due to almost like taking a backseat due to like injuries and um, other kind of other kind of setbacks. Mm-hmm. So that's probably like my most connected, um, like connected relationship with the outdoors and sort of how I how I experience being outside the most. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. I'm quite lucky where we live. Um, like I said, in sort of like South Central England, but there's so many like national, um, like national trails and stuff around here. Mm. I'm like literally maybe like a mile from the Thames path, which is, um, like a hundred mile path that runs, well, that runs along, I think it runs from like London to Oxford. I'm like a hundred mile route oh, and wow. there's all sorts of like. Um, just other like trails around me. So there's one called like the Ridge where it's like this really ancient medieval road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously not a road anymore because it's like about like tens of thousands of years old. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's just like going forward. I just want to like kind of explore these places more. Yeah. Um, like I, I love running as like a, as like a hobby, I suppose. I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of comes second, secondary to, my interest in like clothing, um, which is surprising because I don't really <laughs> talk about it that often. But um, you know, that's kind of like another passion of mine. Um, so that's kind of how I experience the outdoors at the moment. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. When did you start getting into running? Um probably properly like five just um just under like five years ago, I think. Oh wow. I don't know why I started, to be honest, <laughs> but I kind of just got hooked. It's like one of those things, you, it's hard to, exp- it's quite easy to explain, but I don't think a lot of people can really like grasp it, but it's one of those things that once you get into it, it's kind of like addictive. Okay. <laughs> um, and like a couple of years, about two years ago, so at the beginning of the pan, when the pandemic kind of first um, yeah. shut down the country and the rest of the world, I really sort of like um, put more time into it because well partly because i didn't really have anything else to do like weren't supposed to go out for anything besides exercise or like going to the shop um and i was put on like fellow which is like a um what was it like a like a scheme to keep employers paying their staff but like we didn't go into work and stuff yeah um so i had nothing else to do so i kind of just spent most of my time like either running or writing tapping away at the keyboard awesome uh yeah. and I, I assume were you working and writing at that time too yeah um so yeah at that time i was working for like a um like an independent menswear label that okay um it's kind of like based near me and okay. i was doing the writing alongside it um, I don't think I was, I don't think I was earning any money from writing that though. I think it was kind of just, mm. it was like a hobby that took up a lot of time, <laughs> but it, but like, it was one of those things that I knew I could, 
kind of make my own if I stuck at yeah. it. And obviously, you know, like two years later, pretty much like my full time thing now. Well, more than full time. <laughs> <laughs> more than full time. I like that. Yeah. I've <laughs> taken Very over cool. my life. Yeah. Well, hey, it's what you wanted, right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm not, you made your bed. Not, yeah. Exactly. Now I'm <laughs> Exactly. Um, cool. Well, do you have any like future? Uh, future hikes you want to actually I have, I have another question before i ask before we move on yeah. to future um do you do a lot of trail running or is it mostly like in the city running um so where i'm like like i said where i'm kind of based is i'm quite lucky in that it's uh what how does i describe it like it's sort of like a hybrid between urban and like rural so i live in like a small village but we're surrounded by like bigger towns. Um, so I kind of, I live in the countryside basically, but there's a lot of like trails and whatnot, mm-hmm. not even that far from where I live, like, like 500 meters, which is really not like, not that far. Um, but like, I'd spend a lot of like, probably spend like 50, 50 running on tarmac mm-hmm. and like soft trails. Um, which is like really lucky compared to some people that live in London or like any other city around the world and who spend pretty much all their time like pounding the pavement. Mm. Yeah. Cause I was um, going to say, it sounds like, well, first of all, it sounds like everyone in the Gorb course scene runs outside and well, obviously outside, but uh, <laughs> runs in um, like these, you know, the rolling Hills of England, you know, that, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I was just wondering someone who lives in the city, or closer to a city. I don't know exactly yeah. where you live, but uh, it just sounds like you got a kind of different vibe going on. So it's cool to hear that you still get to go out on the trails and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like a, um, like I said, it's like a kind of, I've got a good healthy mix of the sort of like urban um, like setting and then like a more rural kind of like countryside feel, mm-hmm. which is keeps, keeps the legs fresh. Yeah. And I feel like in the UK, there are like, I was talking to, someone and they were just talking about their village and they just casually mentioned they're from this village and in the u.s that's such a foreign concept because yeah. like we have suburbs and stuff but just like the geography of not not geography like the city structure yeah I guess. the way like the, yeah, yeah the way it all like works that. is so much different you know yeah because like you guys you all have trains everywhere and you you have your big cities and you have little villages scattered over yeah. the the countryside. And for us, it's like, we have our big city, but then, you know, we invented cars. And so everyone wanted to leave the city because they could afford a car. And now we just have all these suburbs yeah. we have, I feel like we have a lot less um, like natural space or like okay. little communities. Like you guys do, like we still have like small suburbs, but even then just like um, looking at pictures of villages on Google maps, uh yeah. they're much smaller than um you know what a <laughs> suburb would be like here so yeah it's just a totally different culture but it's very interesting to me yeah it's interesting it's kind of i know it sounds weird but it's like interesting to know and hear about how other people like live around the world because you kind yeah. of get you get like caught up in how um and like how we live our own lives and then when you hear exactly. about you know like a village to you seems like a foreign concept but mm-hmm. <clears throat> um you know it's just quite interesting. I mean, even like in the village I live in, there's like a few, like a few thousand people, which mm-hmm. probably compared to like, which to you probably sounds like nothing, but <laughs> yeah, there's like um small hamlets and stuff, which a hamlet is like 
basically like a cluster of houses and like in some of those hamlets there's like 10 people wow. so it's quite interesting <clears throat> yeah that's just a completely foreign concept to me yeah. uh but i took a i took a class in high school actually called human geography where okay. i kind I did of the same as well yeah nice so you learned all about like people moving and how people live in yeah. different areas and just like the culture differences because of where they live, where they live. And yeah, it was, just, it was a very, very interesting course. It was super cool. Yeah. So it's cool yeah. to still be learning a lot more about a country that I thought I knew a lot about, but every mm-hmm. podcast episode I learned that I actually don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, that kind of brings me on to another sort of, um, not like, um, not like an in-person um, relationship with the outdoors, but I also studied mm-hmm. what we call like physical geography as well. Oh, I was nice. Yeah. Um, which is like about natural formations and like rocks. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Like natural disasters, anything kind of like, well, natural for want of a better word. <laughs> um, so that was quite interesting. We did like a couple of visits down to the coast of England to kind of like study different formations of like rocks and how mm. how like the coast is eroding and things like that. That was always quite interesting. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. I was that did you go to university as you call it there or did you just go to whatever high school equivalent is i'm not even going to try to attend yeah uh no i didn't i didn't study at university um i I finished school when i was uh i finished school in like the i don't know what the equivalent is but i was in year 13 so that might make sense to i think it's high um, school you were like 18 years old just about yeah exactly yeah okay so that will make sense to other fellow. <laughs> That'll make sense UK to everyone listeners. in my audience, except it won't yeah. make sense to me. <laughs> no. Um, and yeah, so that's like, um, yeah, and I went to like sixth form, which is other people who have gone to like college and stuff and things like that. Um, but yeah, I just didn't, I didn't pursue education from there really. I just, um, I just started working with my dad, who's a gardener mm, nice. um, and kind of picked that up. Um, yeah, we went from there really. Very cool. Yeah, well, uh, here in America, at least, it is very much, at least where I live, uh, not not across the whole United States, but where I live is very much the status quo to be like, you must go to college after high school and you have to get the degree, a four-year degree, and then look for a job and blah, blah, blah. That's kind of just like what you're expected to do. Yeah. And I have quite a few friends who, if they didn't have that pressure, they probably would not have done that. Cause I know a lot of, a lot of my friends are like, well, they're in and out of college or like they're doing an apprenticeship now, or they're doing something now that they didn't need a college degree for. It's just like, they kind of just wasted a few years of their life that yeah they could have saved, you know, like what you did pursuing, like the career they actually wanted. Cause it didn't require like a four-year degree. They just needed to like do a year of schooling at like, a, um, what's, what's what I'm looking for. Um, a technical school college? maybe. Yeah, technical, technical school, technical like, you know, school, being yeah, like yeah. a electrician or a plumber mm-hmm. or something. You don't, you don't need to go to four-year university for that. It's a trade school. No. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we do have places like that, but um, not to like go off topic, but it's quite in like the culture in this country is still very much like um, emphasis on going to university and like pursuing mm-hmm. higher education. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I kind of just... I don't know like it just didn't appeal to me like I, when I left school I didn't really know what I wanted to do um especially with like pursuing another um like subject because I would have like opted towards geography like we spoke about <clears throat> but like I still was like really like interested in like um clothing but I just didn't really know how like how that would manifest or how to kind of pursue that 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of just pursued it in my own way. <laughs> Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, can we move on to the future of trees? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, what is your plan for getting outside more? For uh, I see why you don't claim being part of the Gorb Core community. Is that because you don't go outside as much? Or go yeah, on hikes def- and stuff? Definitely don't go, I definitely don't go on like, I don't know if I've ever been on like a proper hike. Mm. So I have been invited. I know like Advanced Rock and yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> those guys have always and, and like Gary as well has said to like when I'm next time I'm like in the lakes to hit him up. Oh. Um which they can hold me to, I will I will do it. I will do it <laughs> when the time's right. Um but yeah, I'm definitely not like as like outdoorsy as though as those guys are. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, the future. Um I think like it's gonna be Again, like we just said, um, I would like to meet up with those kind of like UK-based guys for um, some like hikes or or like whatever. Um, and yeah. as like my running pursues, I want to do like more trail running um, mm-hmm. because that's just something I enjoy. And like while it's nice to run around your village, sort of like surrounded by houses, mm-hmm. it's also so much more like freeing and um, yeah, it's just so much more freeing to like kind of be like really like outdoors. Mm-hmm. And like, just not surrounded by cars and pollution. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I get that for yeah. sure. Um, I was, also, I was gonna, not going to say it. Not going to say it. Yeah, uh, do I will call you a member of the Gorecore community because you go running and I don't go running. Okay. And also, you know, you're, I would say the Gorecore community, the Gorecore scene is more of like, the appreciation of nature and the clothes that people wear that allows them to do it. And I think you definitely have both those things. Yeah. So even if you might not consider yourself part okay. of it, I would definitely consider you part of that. And also you're, you're a big part of the culture just in general, you know, like I said, you're the resident journalist of the scene. Like people get a lot mm-hmm. of their news from you. People get a lot of their information from you. So I think like, that's a very yeah. important outlet. Even if you're not out there, like going to the Peak District every weekend, you know, yeah. you're still very important to the scene. Yeah, now that's a good way to put it. I don't think I could have said it much better, but that is a that is a good way to um to kind of sum it up. I mean, like while I'm not like you said, um, like as out as like hands on outdoorsy as um some other guys are in the scene, mm-hmm. I definitely am kind of contributing in my own way. Exactly. Yeah, which is you're more of like an appreciation of sort of like you know, Arcteryx jackets and all the other good stuff that comes along with um, like gawk core content. Exactly, exactly. So if we're all finished with your tree section, um, we are going to move on to the long-anticipated nylon section for Ali yeah. George Hinkins. Um, and we'll start with the basic questions first. How okay. did you get into clothing just in general? Okay. Um uh okay i'm not gonna start like right at the beginning because (laughs) because when you're like five you're not like oh i love supreme and whatever (laughs) but i think my first i would say like my first real exposure came um like 10 years ago when i used to um i think it would have come through exposure to like um artists like odd future and kind of like asap rocky Mm -hmm. and kanye and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yep um so that would have been like actually mainly no mainly more like Tyler the Creator and Odd Future. So that would have been stuff like um, 
uh, they, they would have been wearing like Vans and like Supreme um, and like Obey yep. and um, brands like that. So that was probably like my first introduction into that kind of scene. Um, well, into, into like fashion, really. That's kind of when I became sort of like a lot more interested um, um, in that kind of regard. But then... Mm-hmm. So no, my tastes have like really not really changed, but like over the years they've kind of like come back and forwards from there. So at one point I would have been interested in, in like like Raf Simmons and like Yoji Yamamoto. Oh, um that kind of like <laughs> yeah, like that kind of like Tumblr kind of like um like oh, what's the word? The kids are calling it archive fashion nowadays. Yes, 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 yes. That's the one. Um, so I would have been like kind of interested in that side of things. Um, and that probably would have lasted a couple of years actually being interested in that kind of thing. And then I think I gravitated back towards Supreme for some reason. Oh, maybe they had a good season. I don't know. I don't know why anyone would come back. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I was, thing is, I've always like, I've always been more of like an appreciator. Like I can't really say I've Mm. ever owned, I don't think I've ever owned anything from supreme i just kind of like appreciated it in my own an way enthusiast ali come on let's yeah. stick to the sixth the exactly. brand you're an enthusiast, an enthusiast. <laughs> yeah so i kind of just was like enthusiastic about like these brands and like the products they put out and i think what drew me to supreme more was not really obviously not like the hypey stuff so like mm-hmm. box logos and well you didn't want the louis vuitton supreme box logo nah it all went it all went <laughs> downhill from there i think i honestly i think i blocked out at that point onwards um, but like Supreme's got such a history and like when I got their Supreme Rizzoli book, which is actually mm. a really good book to be fair, um, which kind of like looks back to, um, like some of their t-shirt graphics and whatnot to like 1994. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, I don't think they're very expensive actually, but like, I think I got mine for like 20 pounds, 20 like British pounds, oh, wow. which will be like $30 maybe. Oh yeah, I think you got them for a good price because all the ones I'm seeing are like seventy bucks. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, or around sixty-five euros, not okay. even pounds. I don't even see pounds. Maybe I should flip. Yet. Maybe I should flip. <laughs> yeah, one. exactly. Make it um, make a twenty bucks real quick. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean that kind of like streetwear scene just just appealed to me at that time for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Might have maybe because of the culture that was kind of around it. Um, there was like a decent culture then. And then it kind of like became a bit toxic and like hype beastie. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, like Supreme and Palace. Palace was, I really, like, I used to really like Palace stuff. Um, like when I used to do the try for hugs and stuff, I thought they were really cool. Um, and that kind of like gravitated towards um, sort of like skate, like skatewear, that kind of like aesthetic. Again, mm-hmm. don't think I've ever been on a skateboard. So <laughs> definitely was that's like okay. a poser yeah that's okay yeah it seems like you've just been a poser your whole life honestly yeah you just find a community much. and just suck the life out i just of it. latch on <laughs> just latch on to whatever's um like popular but yeah with like yeah. the skate with like the skate actually i wouldn't say my style's really changed much since then like <laughs> it's my style like my style's pretty uniform so it would have mm. been like dickie's like cone de garçon converse um ah. and then maybe just like a like a graphic tee Okay. What like year that. was that? Uh, when was that? Like late, late 2016, like early 2017. I was going to say CEG Converse was like 
it, it became a meme after like 2017. So it had to yeah. be around that time, you know? Yeah. That's when like the funny heart shoe meme came out. Yeah. Although I was <laughs> right. I think I had my Kanda Garcon. I think my girlfriend bought them for me in 2015, like early 2015. Mm. So I was probably early. Adopter. I think I was just riding that wave, like just way before anyone else was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a trendsetter. Sure. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But I liked those shoes. They were nice. Yeah, I still They're have expensive. a pair. Do you? Which which pair have you got? Have you got the highs or the lows? I can show you. Oh, actually, you, you know, they're the uh, they're the black the black high tops with the oh, yeah. uh, the one heart on them. Yeah, everyone knows that shoe. Is that I, the I heart? went for the black? Oh, go on. What'd you say? Oh, okay, I was gonna say because the pair I had, they had they did like a not like an original, I guess like an original version, and then the means pair became like the like the half heart almost that was like bonded to the soul like bonded oh yeah that like, that's, that, those are the ones that i have yeah because i had one i had a pair of highs that just had like a heart logo on them uh-huh. like a small heart but it was like the full play logo if that makes any a sense single a single small heart yeah i'm gonna look it up on my phone because i think if i go on the internet again it will like <laughs> the connection will go insane yeah they were a pair of high tops. I've only seen the low tops with the full heart on them. Besides, okay. were they polka dot? No. Um, but the pair I had were, and they weren't like some bootleg pair. They were, uh, God, they've got so many colors now. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were do. just one. Know. It, it, was one it was one play logo. So kind of got some play logo. But it was like higher up, like kind of closer towards the ankle. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, there's like a like pair of shoes. white ones I see that look like that. Yeah, yeah, and they, they have like a white a pair of, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of the pair of those, but couldn't afford those. <laughs> I was. I've never been a low top guy for Converse. I, I just think they kind of look a little bit corny, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I have owned. Do I still own those shoes? I don't think so. But I had a pair of like um low top Chuck Taylors that were in like this mm-hmm. pink suede. They were really nice, actually, but mm. because I'm quite tall, my because I'm quite tall and my feet are quite big, um, low top shoes that that kind of that that kind of style just don't just don't suit me. So yeah, I would just cash so it just up. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very I'm very tall and like I have it. Yeah, it's what it's what it's not a big deal. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I, I've I, no, I think I think the um, the converse that I don't like that are low top are like only CDG. Cause when I think about like the Tyler, the Tyler Converse, mm-hmm. those are all very cool. And those, a lot yeah. of those are uh, the golf of floors. I really yeah, like yeah. the low tops of those, but I think it's cause they look a lot more like Vans. Yeah. And I kind of feel like Vans has a really good low top and a really bad high top and Converse is the opposite. That's just my personal opinion. Mm. Yeah. That's a good shout. I don't know why it is. Maybe it's because the Vans lows are more, like padded out almost whereas the converse ones are still quite like sleek and dainty yeah which i feel like i'm not a designer so don't come for me but just personal aesthetics i don't like the like ribbed look of a van's high um i understand why it's there it's for like ankle support when you're skating and all that but aesthetically it just does not look cool it doesn't look as cool as a converse you know what i mean yeah definitely not yeah, that's just a little bit of a uh, little bit of skater talk for all you hikers out there. <laughs> yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that. Actually, I feel like there's a lot of crossover. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people, or a decent amount of people, 
either were into skating or are into mm. skating now and also into like the gorp course scene because i'm pretty sure arcterix yeah. is like a big brand for that like that community i think it is yeah because you know? i think um oh, i was gonna say um do you know uh royal rags prince charles the guy yeah 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 the guy behind that charlie who runs that <laughs> yeah he, he should i think he's got i think he'd have a lot to say but he did a um they shot like a series, him and like a couple of other guys shot a series for Arcteryx UK. And mm. they were like skating and stuff. And, and I don't know the relationship between um, like Arcteryx and um, like this and like kind of like street skate culture. Mm. But they'd like definitely as one there. So yeah, it'd be no, interesting I, I for someone so. to come on and kind of talk about that more. But didn't uh, um, Arcteryx did a collab with Palace, didn't they? That right? Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, that was one of Cooper Gill's first collaborations, if not his first that okay. he ever did. Yeah, because yeah. he he was a skater. I think that's what I'm bringing yeah. it back to. Also, I remember him talking about it on the Throwing Fits podcast. He mm-hmm. he was skating and he saw people wearing Arcteryx and Pals at the same time, and he's like, "Oh, this would be like a cool a cool brand collaboration." Yeah. And so he did it. I wonder how. Like, I don't know why that kind of flew of my flow of my head a bit that collab. I wonder how it was kind of received by both um, like the skate community and kind of like the more outdoorsy community that are sort of yeah. like investing in art. I think kind of personally, personally, yeah, yeah the pieces were not a oh, Cooper. I'm not coming for you. All right. If you're listening, I don't <laughs> think he is. I think he told me he doesn't have time to listen to podcasts, which I understand, <laughs> but I think personally the pieces were a little bit too logo mania for me. Um, yeah. I like some of the colors. They did like a beta that was like black and yellow, I believe. And that was cool. I like the colors on that. It was, yeah. I think it's really the, my biggest issue was like the graphic tees, um, which they're graphic tees. Like they're going to be logo heavy. I understand that, but it was just yeah. a little bit too much. Like these are just two logos on a shirt and less like these are two brands collaborating with their own unique designs on a shirt, yeah. which is kind of just what I expect a little bit more from Mark Taylor. Kind of like the Jill Sanders stuff was like, you know, very avant-garde. Like mm-hmm. it was that it was just like two designers working together rather than yeah. like two logos working together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah that's um, not a, that's not a dig. I promise. No, what I was going to say was the podcast I did the other day, we kind of touched on it briefly. Um, oh yes. I listened. Shout out, shout out MK's archive. Uh, yeah, he got to Ali George Jenkins before I could. <laughs> yeah. That is a good podcast. Well, actually not, not to to your defense, we had this pen. Did we have? I think we had this penciled in before. But oh, that's right, we did. We did, and the then you had to slightly. cancel for um, the move. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were we kind of touched on it, but like a lot of collaborations nowadays are literally just well, they for me they just seem to be purely like a financial sort of like motive, which mm-hmm. I understand that I understand that brands operate solely for. Um, profit yeah. solely for profit i mean otherwise why would they exist they have no other they don't a lot of brands don't have purpose besides that because they're businesses um so you know could you say that like capitalism has destroyed the essence of collaboration <laughs> you know big, it's, it's a just, big statement it's a lot of big words yeah. <laughs> i would but, say for some companies definitely yeah i would say that's definitely a theme of yeah yeah like I'm I'm trying to put a, a good one. Oh, oh. Um, rest in peace, Virgil Abloh. The off-white yeah. Nike collaboration was just yeah. run into the ground. 
Yeah. The original 10 were great. It was some some of the best, like, historical collaborations in all of streetwear you know just just really really good stuff really awesome message like even when i was in high school and i didn't know anything about process i was learning about deconstruction and how he was rebuilding them and i i like the process i cared about the process um and then it just became like oh now this is that one shoe released a thousand more times and like a bunch of colorways and it just it lost its charm so quickly yeah uh because it made so much money you know what i mean it's kind of like how you know companies reboot movies or reanimate movies or whatever because you know they don't want to yeah. make something new they just want to put a filter on it and call it a new movie shout out to disney um <laughs> you know i it, it, just, it just got a little bit lazy and i think yeah i agree with you in a long way of saying it <laughs> yeah i mean yeah collab- a lot of collaborations are just lazy and mm-hmm. um like but then i suppose to me when collaborations are good it's so much like it's so much better yeah because they're quite far and few between i think exactly having a good like those, those really good ones yeah. they stick out and it's really bad i actually can't think of any off the top of my head our legacy and stussy yeah that's a very good one stussy yeah. and kind of like everyone they work with <laughs> they do yeah, a really stussy good job all good. the time stussy yeah. good um yeah i think we've got the pronunciation right by the way i've always known it as stussy yeah, I believe it is Stussy. Yeah, I believe it someone is. said to me once, they were like, oh, it's Stussy. I was like, oh, really? So I just kind of took it as gospel. <laughs> change, change your whole life right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Our Legacy and Stussy, that's a good one. Nice. Uh, since you did bring up your old podcast, um, yeah. your Virgin, your Virgin podcast, uh, I was going to say... Oh, sorry, debut might be a better word. <laughs> when... Um, <laughs> when you were on there, you talked about how your profile picture is not a picture of you, which oh, took well, me for surprise. Yeah. Cause I honestly thought that it was just like a commissioned piece of art that you had done, but apparently it's from like a Carhartt <laughs> ad campaign or something. Yeah. It does look a bit like me actually. When I look at it, it does look a little bit like me, but with the, without so. the addition of the glasses. I don't know. I felt I bet I that felt... could look like anyone, couldn't it? You could, yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, but yeah, going back to what you said, it's from, I need to look it up because mm-hmm. this needs to be kind of given credit where credit is due. Um, and yeah, it's not like it wasn't commissioned for me. I just, well, I suppose I could say I took it <laughs> or borrowed it from Carhartt. You borrowed it. Yeah. That's a good yeah, word. I borrowed it from Carhartt and yeah. it's um, kind of just stuck ever since. I can't, f- oh, is that it? It's all good if you can't find it. We can just say that you stole it and then it was deleted from the internet. So honestly, you're doing a favor to the people by having this relic of the past up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So a hero, actually. Like we just like we just said, I can't find the credit for it, but I think I initially saw it in the Carhartt Work in Progress archives book. Mm -hmm. Um and Carhartt posted it on their Instagram and I thought, oh, that's really cool. Like it's a nice, it's a really good like illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's from 2005. It's it's basically just an old it's just an old print, um, like advert that Carhartt did. But I can't remember the name of the illustrator. So if you're watching this, or if you've ever seen my profile, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. If you've ever seen his profile, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a good picture. <laughs> it was. I didn't yeah. commission it. I didn't commission it. I wish I. I wish it was my own logo, but it's not. 
Yeah, no, he didn't commission it, but he will be turning it into an NFT in a couple months. And so get ready for yeah. that drop because it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah, that'll sell out. Nothing. <laughs> what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on NFTs since we're uh, on the topic right now? Oh, I know nothing about NFTs. Awesome. Nothing. Awesome. We so can feel, move on. So feel free. <laughs> so feel free to educate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, basically, an NFT is a, a non-fungible token, uh, which basically is okay. like art, but you can prove that you own it. So it's a it's a picture that you can okay. or it's a, and anything that you can prove that you own. Um, what is being used for now with the, the uh um the 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 pictures and stuff is kind of just like the beginning of it. It is it'll probably be used for like um transactions and like you know like like credit cards and stuff like that yeah. uh i could see it being used for like an actual purpose instead of just like buying ugly ugly things on the internet yeah. um and also it's really bad for the environment as well the blockchain itself like one blockchain transact transaction don't quote me on this uses like the same amount of power as a uh, average house uses in a year oh my god <laughs> yeah so maybe we should um, rethink this whole blockchain there are i just recently mm -hmm. um yeah it uses 1173 kilowatts oh six weeks not a year my bad that's okay. my bad that's Still a hyperbole. Long yeah six weeks of um of power um and there are like more environmentally friendly ways to use a blockchain which um a creator that i like not not a gorbcore person recently made some nfts and said that like here's like a white paper on how we're how we're being more environmentally friendly and stuff which is cool mm -hmm. haven't had the time yeah. to read it but at the time it sounded like they knew they were talking about and that was a couple weeks ago so i can't remember yeah but i mean there are ways um there are ways i i hope that more people do them because it'll probably cost more to do that so obviously i don't think as many people will um but for future people using the blockchain just keep that in mind that it's uh yeah not it's in its infancy and it's not exactly the best uh for the countryside that you're trying to go walk out in but anyway right. that's my little that's my little rant um, a long way to go basically yeah basically basically uh what were we talking about we were talking about nylon yeah you dragged, um, you dragged my name through the mud about the logo yeah of course i had to i just i had to i had to bring it up it's been keeping me up at night ever since i learned um yeah let's talk a little bit about what your i should have said it i should have said it is an illustration <laughs> it, it's just a picture of me that i commissioned yeah. uh, it just happens to have the carhartt name on it because <laughs> i like yeah. i work wearing carhartt <laughs> mm, i do like carhartt that's there you good go. brand. and that's a good segue into me asking mm. you what are some brands that you like these days what are some clothes that you like also um okay so my uniform is pretty like like my dress sense is pretty like uniform like i only i only wear like i think like two or three pairs of trousers this is like a good thing by the way like you shouldn't have a massive wardrobe full mm -hmm. of stuff you never wear um <laughs> but yeah my style is pretty uniform so i have like a couple of pairs of bottoms that are mainly mainly black pretty much everything is black um and like black sweatshirts like a black good old black sweatshirt mm -hmm um and yeah but like a shame maybe not like a shame of because i do wear them all um and like i appreciate them for what they are but i have like nowhere near as many as like some people have but like i have a handful of jackets we'll say um a handful keeping yeah. it humble 
How many is a handful? Because yeah. I had and by jackets, what do you mean? You talking rain jackets? You talking just like a nice puffer? Um. Okay. So, oh my god. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I've probably got like how many shells have I got? Maybe like four or five. That's a handful no, right there. No, I don't have four. I don't have four or five shells. I think I got like two or th- like two or three like okay decent decent like waterproof shells. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have a couple of puffers that are yeah they are i do have a couple but they are all kind of different so that's kind of my way of explaining it and then i have like um lighter outerwear loud lighter lighter outerwear layers mm-hmm. um so i guess that all counts but yeah maybe like 15 jackets yeah 15 in that's total i'd say pieces of quite a few. i don't know how yeah, many i have but i think it's less than 10 um but i also am not uh I'm trying to find another word than king of the flow team, but that's basically who you are. So I, I'm not, king I'm not going to come for what? you. Flow team. Do you know what that means? When I said in the intro, no. it's no, basically, no it's, a, it's a word of saying you get a lot of stuff for free. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Let's take it out. Take it out. You don't want me to put it in there? No, no, no. We can leave that. I don't okay. know. No, I am lucky to like be, um, to be like gifted and like, yeah, like gifted and like seeded products, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of like part and parcel of like my work and kind of like having an audience. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just really lucky to kind of get things that I like and things I would wear. I, I mean, I tend to only, uh, I, at the moment, I pretty much only say yes to things that I genuinely like, which may mm-hmm. seem like, which may, which may seem obvious, but I know in the past I've said yes just for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of like quite selective now as to what I take because I don't have as much space. And <laughs> also there's no point in, there's no point in saying yes to something just because, just because someone's handing it to you, <laughs> just lucky to kind of get things for free. And I yeah. suppose they are for free because some, some things are just, some people will just say, Oh, do you want this? And you'll say, yeah, please. And some people <laughs> will say like, do you want this in exchange for, x y and z and some people might say do you want this and you can go back to them and say like yes but i want x amount of money for like a feature or whatever yeah <clears throat> i mean you could leave some of that in to be honest i don't mind oh sure yeah i mean either either yeah. way you're kind of yeah, just talking mind. about how your your business works yeah i mean like i don't like i understand that some people um some people accept like I guess they're like sponsored posts. So like some people do like more sponsored posts than others on mm-hmm. their Instagram or whatever, which is cool because at the end of the day, some people do use this as some people use their like Instagram platform as a source of income. And if you mm-hmm. can, if you're in a position that you're able to sort of monetize your feed by taking pictures or like shooting an editorial of stuff that you really genuinely like wear and like believe in, then I think that's great. So um, like the guys like, 114 index and L hole. I mean, I know when they've done like when they've like featured products in the past, it's always it never looks like out of place. Um mm. which well, I think is like one. super important. There was one which one? Go advanced on. rock. Shout out advanced rock. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but just like yeah. that one uh CP company ad he did where it's just like a JPEG of a jacket. Like for the most part, when these people do their collaborations, it is um like very just integrated into the feed it's like look at me i'm doing my walks like i'd always yeah. do but now i am 
wearing this cool jacket that I got yeah. paid to wear. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, and for me, like power, like power to those guys because I just like, I respect that. I mean, like you said, well, like I was kind of just about to get to it. Doesn't those things never really like compromise on their identity? Mm-hmm. Um, like it still looks like seamless on the feed or whatever. Exactly. And that, um, I think and it's I'm very sure important to the scene. Yeah, well, yeah definitely. And definitely. I'm sure they've had like offers from, I'm, I'm pretty certain like they would have had offers from brands, like bigger brands offering probably more money um, to like tap into the audience they have. Mm-hmm. But like, I've good. never seen anything like out of place or like bait on their feeds. So like yeah. fair play to those guys. No Sheehan, no Zara. That's no. what we like to see. You know, oh, yeah. keep it keep it like real to the outdoors, which is yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking I'll of worried us, I'm on the day we start seeing, I'll be worried <laughs> for the day that we see that kind of stuff. Yeah, that that's <laughs> how you know the the gorecore scene has fallen. Yeah. Well, very nice. Uh, if you we are all done talking about kind of your present, unless you have more to say. Um. I didn't really like touch on brands that I like didn't really touch on brands. Did I, I kind of spoke about like my uniform, which is like we yeah. said, kind of it's pretty, pretty like plain, pretty standard, mm-hmm. um, which is just, well, that's just me. To be honest. I don't really have like an extravagant sense of dress, um, mm-hmm. but maybe like brands, what, what, let me, let me look in my wardrobe and see like <laughs> what loops okay. out. I know yeah, yeah. one that comes, one that comes straight into my head, Reese Cooper. Yeah. I love Reese's work. Reese is a cool guy. Respond when you Yeah, Reese should come on the pod. <laughs> Reese is a cool guy. Um, and yeah, Reese is a cool guy. Uh, what else? Um, Roa. They're, mm, they're doing They're having very, a big moment. Yeah, they're doing some really interesting stuff and they're apparel for Autumn Winter 22. Autumn yeah, Winter 22. Those fleeces look, are sick. Yeah, looks very, very nice. Um, Shout out to Uniqlo because you know Uniqlo. Always, always shout if you out to Uniqlo. If you if you shop with Uniqlo responsibly, like I do, then then they'll um they'll really look after you. Oh. Um. Not in like a not in like a um free <laughs> like a not not in like a yeah um, yeah like your, free your stuff clothes way, won't fall like, apart. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Look after you. I get that. <laughs> uh, and then anything else that comes to mind, a. Berlin-based label called Aries Aries Wear. Um, they do really cool stuff. That's kind of like urban sort of like technical apparel. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really like what those guys are doing. I know that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some ones I can list off the top of my head, but I don't really think of any others. Nice. That's a good list. So we're talking about present. Uh, I think this fits in here. Uh, if you can legally talk about this, Ooh. what what's your thoughts on uh the new Salmons, like the the spring summer twenty two? Yeah, um, we kind of like I kind of like laid my thoughts out a little bit last night, didn't I? Um, <laughs> well, that was chat. in private. I want to see if you'll say them in public now. Oh, it's not. <laughs> Well, from the lineup that I've seen, uh-huh. to me, it's not the most exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really, for me, I'm not really a fan of like the 
in terms of like Solomon Sports style, I'm not really a fan of kind of like the heritagey stuff. I sort of like their racing inspired models. So like, and that sounds a bit like cliche, but like XT4 and XT6, I think obviously like the um, like front runners of the range. So I'm just like a big fan of those two silhouettes, mm-hmm. but everything else kind of doesn't really, doesn't really appeal to me. And I think the colorways that I saw of the XT6, you know, that kind of white one. Yeah. Oh yeah. The classic, the classic, the white with the like yellow, red, blue tab. Yeah. 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 That's the first one I ever bought. That was, that was the coolest one. Okay. And I just saw that and I thought like, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's nothing like exciting to Mm me. Um, I have, I think I saw, I think that was their spring summer 22 preview that I shared a couple of weeks ago on my page. Mm, and see. there was some very different looking, um, different looking like styles that they showed. So obviously we haven't seen like the full lineup, mm-hmm. but what I did see looked quite interesting. So there was a, yeah. So SS 22, there was like an XT. I have no idea what the difference is. They look so similar. Is it the green XT4. one? No. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. There's a green pair. It might be They're quite cool. And then there's like an orange and like lava red pair, but there's like oh. a black base. They look really cool. Um, and yeah, and I like the RX slides. I think they're quite cool. They look comfortable. I'd wear them as like an indoor shoe. Yeah. With like the, the, with like the cool, cool install. Yeah. I feel like those. Um, our response to like Birkenstocks being huge yeah. and also just like every, every company in the Gorp scene is making their own like little camp shoe, you know, yeah. you've got the North face mules, you've got your Birkenstocks, you've got your hydro mocks and now yeah. Solomon's out. And I know Solomon's done clogs in the past, um, long reverb who I believe they've changed their name like four times, but like, I think it's stuff pile now. Okay. I hope, I hope I'm quoting correctly. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff pile. They have posted a ton of these like jungle mocks, like Solomon jungle mocks on their story. Um, oh, here's one or snow clogs, maybe they're called. Yeah, yeah. I think Either I've way. seen snow clogs before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's From it's like not it's not it's not like untrekked territory for Solomon, but it is like no. they're pushing it again, you know, because these retro styles are coming back. Yeah. Yeah, you look at like Air, Air Models are coming back. Yeah. Reebok is doing something probably. <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I can't tell you. Uh, Crocs, Crocs are going to make a big, big comeback now that Ryan's yeah. kind of been appointed there. And you know what? <laughs> I've held my breath for too long. Gary Flume, Advanced Rock. I, am, I demand seeing Crocs on the timeline. <laughs> yeah. Because you have both said to me, oh yeah, Crocs are more comfortable than Hydromox. But yeah. then what do I see? <laughs> I see nothing but Hydromox on your page. Mm. All right. So I'm going to need to see some Crocs ASAP. All right. And Meryl I'm excluded must, from Meryl this because I don't well. have a pair of either. <laughs> oh, I've worn Crocs before and my dad like swears by Crocs. I think Crocs uh-huh. are really comfortable, but I've never owned a pair of Hydromox. I've never owned a pair of either. I, no. I've put on Crocs before and this is not for me. I'm a chocolate no. guy. Um, okay. But yeah. I, I'm seeing I'm seeing a little bit of uh, hypocrisy, and I'm gonna have to call it out as the as a as a journalist in the scene is what I'm gonna call myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna need to see some Crocs on the feed. All right, I agree. 
Awesome. Ryan can uh, hook us all up. We'll we'll all sport crocs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to you are Ryan on Instagram. He'll, Thanks, uh, Ryan. <laughs> definitely send me my first pair of crocs and then i'll i'll just i'll shill completely i'll change my yeah. mind completely <laughs> yeah i'll make it happen um, i'll yeah, put a yeah. in for you uh talk about oh the future we haven't talked about the future and then we can move on to um the viewer questions which are big okay <laughs> so yeah talk, talk to me a little bit about what you see for the future of Gorpcore, the future of um mainstream fashion maybe in general if you have your finger on the pulse of that just Mm -hmm. kind of your overall thoughts okay um future of like cool that's a good question Mm -hmm. um i would like to see more which sounds a bit contradictory and i always think it is a bit contradictory for me to talk about like sustainability when i am like a writer that works in a sort of like a field that is like destroying the planet, but I would like to see. We all more... are. Listen, under yeah, capitalism, there's no ethical consumption. Um, no, exactly. So, like, you, it's good to feel bad, but you don't have to feel that bad because you're not part of like the 70 companies that are destroying the world so quickly. Yeah, true, true. Okay, <laughs> my conscience is now clean. Yeah. Um. So, future. Um. I'd like to see more. Um. I think I've said this to a couple of you, but I'd like to see more of what Clattermoosen are doing. So kind of mm-hmm. bridging the gap between um, like sustainable products and um, like technical and functional um, fabrics. So I think they're mm. probably one of the only brands that do that really well. Okay. Um, from what I'm, from what I'm, from like my personal experience. So it would be cool. I know that Gore-Tex are kind of, trying to make their um trying to make their sort of like fabrics more um like ethical and sustainable and oh, that's I think, good so that would be good to see like if they um became pfc pfc free because i think they're like a some horrendous um <laughs> what's the word like fluorocarbon yeah um and yeah but like just more kind of kinder products to the environment people people and consumers being more um being more like taking more responsibility as well like being aware of what you're being aware of what you're buying and the effect it has on the environment mm-hmm. um you know people kind of maybe educating themselves a bit more or like taking taking more sort of like responsibility for learning more about what the their products are how they're made where they're made yeah and who they're made by um that's quite important i think um and future and maybe like future trends i don't know like <laughs> ted, i kind of agree with what like ted said in the last um second to last episode mm-hmm. i think this kind of um like gorp and kind of like technical um like technical outdoors kind of style will probably stick around for a little while i mean it's not it's always been prevalent, um, but obviously, like now, it's having its moment. I don't think the moment will live forever. I think the kind of like style will kind of be around because mm-hmm. it's nothing like extravagant, is it? Let's be honest. I mean, there's nothing too like extravagant about wearing um, like an Arcteryx jacket and like a pair of um, like Solomon's, whatever. Definitely. There's nothing, like, yeah. there's nothing too. Um, like radical about that so i think that's the kind of thing that a lot of us will um 
like go forth wearing and like mm-hmm. working into our um kind of like everyday lives so to speak yeah i i, I agree it's definitely yeah. it's more of a I'm, i was trying to find a comparison when you were talking of something that is more like out there and crazy i just feel like like avant-garde style it's it's not it's not logo heavy it's not crazy crazy colors all the time um the silhouettes of most of the clothes kind of fit the same and look the same um save for like you know a few pockets or maybe it's baggy or maybe it's slimmer it's like it's it's pretty much the same stuff because it it, it, at the end of the day it has to be functional um so yeah i think it'll kind of just become like a concrete style and less of like a trend because right now it's kind of a trend um there's like the there's the big outdoor movement and you know because of lockdown it's been said a thousand times in the podcast just because of lockdown everyone started going outside and it made this scene get so big and i think the scene will still exist which is something i've touched on a lot also just like yeah how many people are going to be in it in three years you know what i mean yeah i think the scene has longevity and like the community as a whole Mm -hmm. um because I would say this this kind of like community is probably like the least toxic and like definitely. most supportive kind of like group of people. Least toxic that I've like, been in for sure. Yeah, definitely. Compared to like, um, compared to like Supreme and like <laughs> the hype beasts. general like hype beasts. Yeah, yeah. That is just like a terrible place. Um, <laughs> toxic, but, super toxic. Yeah, <clears throat> but from like experience, like I've only I, like only ever had like positive interactions with people. Um, so I think that, you know, like going forward, this um, kind of scene will probably stick around. But like you said, style, the style, um, like the general style, I think will. Questions, because we are now okay. going to, we're going to move on to questions now, if that's cool with you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, starting at the top. Oi, Lukey wants to know, how do you get oh, yeah. free ROAs? Yeah, I don't know if I could really answer this question. I guess I can. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine were kind of, mine were gifted to me, I guess, in exchange for me uploading a post for their spring, summer 21 collection last year. Um, so I kind of like, bar- like bartered for a pair um, and they mm-hmm. were kind enough to, they were willing, willingly um, gave in and said, yeah, you can have a pair. And they kindly let me pick from quite a few styles, mm. actually. Oh, wow. Um, so I picked the most, the most, uh, what's the word? Expensive. The most <laughs> expensive, yes. And also the most um, like functional when like wearing on them on a day-to-day basis. That makes uh-huh. sense? Yeah. Okay, I'm back. Oh, then the camera might go crazy again. I don't think it's okay. I just need to see like one image of a shoe. All right. One sec. I'll press start video. I don't know if it's working. Oh. Oh. I don't see anything. Oh, there we go. Hey. Okay. Okay. So what? Those are black with red logo i'm gonna stop video again (laughs) yeah so they are um i think these are the andreas highs so they're black like 
they're kind of like um like a distressed look all over they have like um paint splatter and like different kind of paneling so there's like this really i don't know what that fabric is on the heel but they have like suede and leather yeah and it's really like hard patch mm-hmm. I don't know, it feels like a really like brushed flannel or something I don't know. Mm. um but yeah i like my rowers they're good shoes yeah i've been seeing lots of uh I believe it was curation technique and organic lab have also posted a lot of um like the suede the suede rows with like the cool like the different um lace holes or yes. what it, there's probably a technical term for that like the the hardware on there um like yeah, the different the colors and stuff the eyelets yeah they're yeah. like different different colors and stuff very cool yeah very interesting like a lot um, of little yeah. details that i like to see yeah. it definitely i mean that's what i think rower do that really well like just sort of like their own iteration of what are basically typical hiking silhouettes. I mean, I don't really mm-hmm. know that much about like hiking shoes or yeah. like how they function or what they, no, exactly. This has been proven on the podcast. You've never been outside yeah, before. So like my, my most <laughs> intrepid relationship with the outdoors is probably this pair of rowers. Um, there you go. That's the gateway. So yeah. That'll get you outside more, hopefully. Yeah. But if anyone's listening and they want to buy, and they, and they uh, think about buying a pair of rowers, then if you can afford to, then go for it. But they are quite expensive. I think retail for those those boots there is like it's quite a lot, like 350 euros, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know uh Jamie, um, Mad Mountain Man just recently invested in a pair and he was yeah. messaging me, like, do you know anything about the sizing? Because I don't want to spend $350 on a shoe that yeah. I don't know if it's gonna fit me or not. Yeah. I like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, um yeah, but they are very comfortable. More helpful well. than me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They are very comfortable. Well, they've been on my mind for a while. They've uh even some of my like non Gorpcore kind of just like more hype beast friends have yeah. talked about Roas and how they're about to like blow up or something. And now, yeah. you know, I just saw today, I believe Patrick Stangby posted um Drake was wearing them and yeah. Drake was talking about how they're next up and stuff. So yeah. they're having a moment for sure. Yeah, for sure. The thing, just to like drop in, but like the thing is with Rora, I feel like they've had their, they kind of had like a moment before, like a couple of years ago when they mm-hmm. did a collab with Elites. Yeah. Um, but maybe that was just when they launched. I think that might have just been when they launched. There was like a big buzz around them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like obviously now we see a lot of Rora on our feed, and they are yeah. doing like really, they are doing really cool things. Um, especially with like apparel that's going to be coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, but. Yeah. How can nice you get stuff. a free pair of rowers? Just know the right people, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. Just become a famous writer. Yeah. Uh, Harrison FS wants to know, what are some of your favorite designers right now? Okay. That is a good question. Um, off the top of my head, like smaller designers. I like what uh, Rob Boyd is doing. Rob's mm-hmm. very talented designer and who works with like a lot of like sportswear and like technical design. I'm on the podcast, um, Rob. Yeah, Rob should come on the podcast if he's listening. I'll message Rob and tell him to come on. Uh, who else? Um, Jean uh, Jean Luc, whose mm. Instagram handle is like J underscore. 
L dot L, I think. Yeah. J J L A J underscore L A. It's something weird. But yeah. If <laughs> yeah. you look up J underscore L A, he'll show up. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit cryptic, but um his his work is really cool um as well. I really like what he's doing. And mm-hmm. it's been quite interesting to see how he has um like progressed over the last few years. I mean, I think he only started he only started designing like a couple of years ago, um, like hands-on, um, like making stuff himself. And yeah, now, I heard that. And now he's, um, well, like he's doing really like big things. I think he's got some of his own pieces mm-hmm. coming out soon by the looks of it. Um, yeah. Who else? Um, some other favourite designers. Louis Williams, who I shouted out in the other podcast, who runs uh, a brand called Boyegas. Mm-hmm. His his debut. How's it spelled, by the way? B O Y A G I S. Um, I think his debut collection is coming out soon, and I feel like he makes a lot of the stuff himself um, by hand, which is really impressive. Um, and he's just a really he's a really cool guy, and like his his products look really interesting. So it'll be cool to maybe see them in hand, or um, or just like see how people take to it. Mm-hmm. Um, any other favorite designers? I'm not sure. What about you? It's been a question on you. Have you got anyone that, like you've got your eye on or whatever? Yeah, I'm, I'm big into Supreme. Um, oh yeah. No. Uh, really, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the space like you are. I'm more of the opposite, where I like to go outside a lot, and I'm more of an yeah. enthusiast about clothing and more of an outside guy. Um, some people that have even popped up on my feed, though, Rob Boyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean-Luc and Salehi Bimbury are like the oh, big yeah. are like the yeah, big yeah. names that I'm thinking of right now. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if I went through who I'm following and stuff, I could find some more, but those are just like top of mind. And I know you mentioned two of them, but that's why I always yeah. think about. I'm going to look for who I'm following because I do follow select people because otherwise my feed becomes like a minefield. Um, oh, I know. I'm trying to get that number 29 spot. Oh, it's, it, that'll make it 33. <laughs> oh, 33. 32 wow. people. I was supposed to follow you the other day. I don't know why I didn't actually. Maybe, yeah, okay, maybe sure. it pissed me off or something. <laughs> Probably. Um, so other favorite designers. There's a account called Octi Ransom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if her surname's Ransom. I don't think so. But she's a jewelry designer. And she so she makes like rings, necklaces. And she did a collab with Roa recently. Um, and I really like oh. her stuff. You should have a look because it's kind of, I guess it's kind of like tied in with like Gawk Core stuff. I mean, I'm, I've Octave. got a necklace. Octave I've got what? a necklace by her. O- it's underscore Octi, mm. O-C-E-T-I. Octi. Okay, cool. Yeah. And um, she does like made to order jewelry. So it's all oh, like. Oh, yeah. This is very cool. Um, and I have a necklace by her that is like a, um, it's like, on the pendant is like a uh, topographic mm-hmm. kind of, uh, it's just a topographic pen- pendant with the, um, obviously of like topography lines on it. Yeah. Um, it's just really simple and very nice. It's so very cool stuff. Person. Yeah. Nice. That's another person to shout out. I want to get one of their rings. I'm going to buy one of their rings at some point. Oh yeah. I saw not, not the doxy, but you were wearing rings when your camera was on yeah. for the two seconds yeah. that your video was working. I know. Then the internet came out. But yeah, I like a ring. So if I could buy one of my rings at some point, that would be good. Nice. Um, who else? Um, 
Anyone I've kind of like featured recently? I guess Jameis from Greater Goods. He's oh, a designer. Yes. yes. I, I don't know James how I forgot doing. about that. Yeah. No. Um, his approach to design is really, really interesting, like mm-hmm. taking stuff apart that kind of doesn't really have much purpose anymore and giving it a new lease of life. Yeah. Um, who else? Colin Meredith, who works for Arcteryx. And his, I like what Colin's been doing. I think he just, he, he started like a couple of years ago, just again, just kind of like making his own stuff. Um, and now he's like, I think he's, who has he worked for? He's done work for like quite a few people, like uh, Jound, you know, trip like quadruple oh, Jound. Of course, um, I know Jound with their tasteful babe collab, which was awful. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Send me some Sorry, Jound, if you're listening. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, he's done work for like Jound and like Raining Champ. I think now yeah. he's like working for Arcteryx and stuff, um, which is really cool to see. Um, Very cool. Yeah. And uh, who else? Nicole McLaughlin. I like what Nicole does. Of course. Um, I've got a whole, this is quite bad really, because I've got, a, <laughs> I wrote a whole article on like tech on like designers in the technical space. And <laughs> so you should definitely, you should definitely have more t- yeah. than me to say. Yeah, I know. So there's one that I can think of right now called That Flying Dude. He's, 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 he's good. Um, who else? There's a lady that works for Rafa, which is like a um, cycling brand called Robin Arlo. She's mm-hmm. again like another performance kind of, she works in like that sort of like performance oriented um, field. And I think we'll leave it at that because otherwise I could go on for ages about people <laughs> that I've left out. <laughs> everyone no everyone's on instagram they're just looking up all the names you just said um, okay, cool next question uh from harrison also he asks what are some of your favorite movies oh that's a good question non-gorp related or clothing yeah um well so no clothing related ones at all because i know oh, you can say whatever you want you could say a climbing movie if you wanted to but yeah what are some of your favorite movies Okay, so uh, off like first thing first that comes to my mind in terms of like movies would be like a lot of Marvel films. You know? It's a okay. bit like like geeky to some people, but I really do enjoy like a Marvel film. They're just yeah, it's okay. You e- just like easy to watch, and you know you have to think a lot during the day, so you just like turning your brain off and exactly. listening to bad stories. It's fine. Exactly. It's all good. <laughs> um, so yeah, we like like a good Marvel film. Uh, what else? There's a really good. Have I seen any like good documentaries? Maybe I used to love a documentary, but I kind of just went off them. Hmm. But I think they yeah, were quite too watching much. Marvel movies. You can't. Yeah, you don't have the attention span for anymore. <laughs> I think my brain went a bit, bit wayward. Um, but if anyone wants a good pod, uh, not podcast, well, a good podcast, trees and nylon, a go. good documentary. There go. <laughs> um, there's an Alexander McQueen one. Ah, I can't remember what it's called. Maybe beneath. Is it called Beneath the Skin? I can't remember. But that's a really interesting documentary about like Alexander McQueen and his life. Um, and like his work. Nice. Um, what else? Anything else that comes to mind? Not really. So either I haven't seen anything good or my brain is just too like full of <laughs> too scrambled, <junk>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all yeah. right, all right, all right. Um we have a question from Ali George Jenkins. Trees and Nylon ask, what's your favorite podcast? Oh, um, maybe like the MKS archive one. Yeah, that was that was good. That was good. Yeah, and trees yeah. and nylon. 
No, I don't know what that is. Um, no, I don't know. Theo Brad asks, what's the most important thing you've learned in your line of work? Um, maybe not necessarily like in my line of work, but it's, it's definitely relevant. So like the work that I do is that, um, bit cliche, but like everything happens for a reason and kind of mm-hmm. just to like be patient and, um, just be patient and kind of be confident in yourself and like, mm. know and like what you're doing because okay. it's kind of taken me well, like seven years to kind of build like a brand for myself. Yeah. And like that has been like a number of times along the way where I've kind of just thought like, why, like what was the point in doing this? Like, why am I doing it? Especially mm. in like the early days when no one, no one really like analyst, like in terms of numbers, there wasn't really like much traffic or whatever so i kind of just thought like what's the point in doing this no one's no one's reading it or no one's interacting with it so why am i sort of bothering um but i guess that i had like this kind of interest and want to talk about things that i liked so i kind of just just stuck at it to be honest and like today i'm still motivated by kind of um <clears throat> still motivated by talking about things that i like as opposed to mm-hmm. um like just writing things because they're writing about things because they're popular. Um, and like another piece of advice, I just had it in my head, but I can't remember what it was. Um, maybe to, yeah, I can't remember. Just enjoy it. Like enjoy Try and pursue something that you enjoy and that you're passionate about. One of my friend's dads said something. He was just like talking about his job. And he's like, yeah, if you just like want a job, to pursue your passions then like but he, he was just talking about his job and how it, it allowed him to do that and i thought that was very good because like a lot of people get hung up on like getting their dream job which is obviously something you should try to achieve but if you can't like you know there's always you can always like have your dream you can always like be passionate about something and have like a nine to five that allows you to do that because like you know there's jobs out there that allow you to, you know, have a life outside of work, which I think is very important. And this is just kind yeah. of like me ranting right now. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I worked for a company that was like very good with work-life balance and stuff. And yeah. a lot of those people, they were the happiest employees that I had seen from all my other internships I'd had. And it was because they were allowed to like take time off or, you know, they could work from home whenever, just like, yeah. and then they could do what they wanted to in their free time, you know? Um, yeah, that balance is definitely important. Of course. Yeah. So if you can't become a famous writer, you can always find a job that allows you to write on the side, you know? Exactly. Like what I did before I kind of pursued this. Yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly. So don't get, don't get let down if your writing doesn't take off immediately. No, exactly. Just kind of be patient and stick with it and do it because you enjoy it. Like don't just do it because at the end, just don't just do it because there's some kind of like financial incentive to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just kind of pursue it as like a creative outlet i suppose and if you can if you're in a position where you can work alongside it then that's great because that'll allow you to stay afloat while you pursue something on the side that you're like passionate about Mm -hmm. um so yeah if you've got like a side hustle then that helps yeah that's what i'm doing right now (laughs) side hustle um mad mountain man wants to know what are some of your long-term goals and ambitions uh, about writing in general okay 
Um, so long-term goals to work with, just to keep kind of doing what I'm doing to be honest. So work with more like like-minded people mm-hmm. um, and like collaborate with brands that share similar ideals to me um, and that are in the same space. I mean, I've been quite fortunate so far that I've been able to um, like work with a lot of brands whose interests are aligned with mine um, mm-hmm. in terms of like my writing work. So I'm not really, um, I'm not really, I've not really had to like do work that doesn't align with what I like, if that makes any sense. Um, yes. <laughs> that would be very cool. Yeah. And like just going forward, just, you know, keep being consistent and, um, working with maybe some bigger brands would be quite interesting on a bigger scale mm-hmm. um, to kind of dip my toe in how that more, um, maybe like more corporate kind of side of things works. Like I do a lot of writing work, but I've done um, like myself and one more for next have done some like editorials together as well. Yeah. And um, I think in the future, we're going to do some more of those. So we've got a couple that we're planning at the moment. Nice. So, um so you know like long term there'll be more kind of like editorial content coming from me and like people that i work with as well mm-hmm. um and yeah nice um the final question i have for you is from foot down aka mr liam money how do you keep up the consistency in your writing do you ever feel unmotivated or uninspired in writing a piece that you feel might affect the quality of the finished article? Mm, that's a good question. <clears throat> um, that's a good question. How do you send through DMs because it was so long? <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Um, yeah, there's definitely like a correlation between uh, like lack of motivation, like lack, maybe not lack of motivation, but like lack of interest in an article topic versus mm-hmm. the end product. Um, so like if I'm not very ve- invested in something, then the end product never quite feels as satisfying. So, you know, that kind of comes back around to me saying that <clears throat> I've been quite lucky that I work with and that I'm able to like pitch ideas for articles and like content about stuff that I'm quite interested in. The question was, you ever feel <laughs> unmotivated, uninspired in writing a piece and you feel like it affects the quality of a finished article. So like, do you ever, I get it sometimes of like, mm if I'm not in the mood to edit the podcast or the mood to make the memes, it's like, I'll just put it off. I won't try to force myself to do something um, unless it's the day before it needs to come out. And then it's like, all right, I guess I'll just like force the juices to flow. But for the most part, it's like, if I'm not feeling it, I'll just try not to. That's my answer. He was asking you. Okay. No, I mean, if I can kind of think in relation to your answer. Yeah. Yes. I would say that, um, like if I'm not motivated, then that the end product is probably hindered quite a bit um, because there's sort of like no creativity, like um, like I can't really invest as much like creativity in that piece, so to speak. Um, but also I've found in the past as well that <clears throat> because of the nature of my work, if I'm working to a deadline, I kind of have to almost force myself to, like be creative or like be motivated for an article mm-hmm. because it's not like because now I work with other like magazines and publications. Yeah. Um it's a bit more a bit more pressure on myself than 
if you're working to like a five-day deadline as opposed to just putting out a piece on my website, whereas I could have like mulled over that for weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. Or whatever. But in the past, like, in the past, like, going on to that, um, like not putting as much pressure on myself for like magazine, um, for like my own personal work. Mm-hmm. Um, like a couple of years ago, I think it took me like nearly six months to write an article, like come and go for it. Um, mm-hmm. how it came out and whatnot. So I guess if you, as long as you don't have like a deadline to meet like two days later, then that's great. It said that you said that it took you six months to write your first article or so for some of them. Not my, yeah no not my first one but a couple mm. of years ago i think i wrote what was it it was like a um it was like an article on the like relevancy of dickies as a brand mm. um and it took me yeah i reckon it nearly took me six months to write that piece wow. ages mm-hmm. yeah a long time um but i guess that kind of just shows that if you can kind of if you're not motivated motivated for something and you want to like sort of wait it out then it'll obviously happen eventually but due to the nature of a lot of my work i can't really afford to not be motivated um because that's just the way it's just how the client wants it they want their work and you've got to deliver it so exactly you've got to put something out and honestly i feel like exactly i mean obviously people people get down people feel bad about themselves sometimes and i understand that or like not even wanting to do the piece because you don't feel like the motivation to do it but sometimes having that schedule and definitely having that mm. deadline and i found makes um makes you really want to work you know it, it, it puts it puts the fear yeah. of god in you and it makes you like okay i gotta i gotta put this out like people are counting on this coming out at a certain time um and you kind of just and i found that it just like gives me that push to go do it even if i'm just like ah, i kind of just want to lay around today like i'll do it tomorrow put it off you know yeah definitely gives you that kick up the ass you might need um definitely but i found like in the last like couple of years um to kind of like not motivate myself more but to structure my work a bit more that helps mm-hmm. me to visualize how it's going to come out yeah. which obviously like motivates me, but I always like save off. I always like ask beforehand to the client um, for like a estimated deadline. Mm-hmm. Well, not like an estimated deadline, but like a fixed deadline, like an estimated word count. Cause if yeah. I have those two things in my head, then I can kind of um, firstly, I can like visualize what it's going to look like, how many mm-hmm. hours I need to attribute to it um, and like when it needs to be done. So like maybe setting parameters for yourself is a good way to, like motivate and motivate yeah. yourself into getting something done. <clears throat> I agree. All right. So that is all the questions I have. And um, if you don't have anything else that you'd like to say, uh, we can move on to the shout outs portion of the podcast. So that's cool with you. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Awesome. So we'll um, give, you some, give you some time to think if okay. you need it. No, well, I shouted out like a, a lot of the designers I shouted out earlier kind of mm-hmm. like maybe would form a lot of the, the basis of this, but I also want to shout out a couple of guys within like our little circle. So Liam Money, who, mm-hmm. who I was literally talking to just like a couple of minutes ago, he was saying <laughs> you're a lazy shit for, um, for taking a phone call while we're doing this. <laughs> Don't um, put me on blast, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I've got to, got to um, give him a little shout out. 
Um, we mentioned him earlier about Prince Charles. Mm-hmm. He's a really sound guy. Um, he's a, yeah, he's a really sound guy, and um, like, like everything that he's doing. <clears throat> Who else? I can't really think of anyone else off the top of my head. But I'm, but I'm, I'm always intrigued to hear, hear your shout outs and who, and who they come from and who I can, who I can look to give me some yeah, well, inspiration for other accounts. I got to keep it, I got to keep it fresh. You know, I can't just shout yeah. out the same people every week. No. I try to, uh, all right, let's see. Um, oh, here's one. Someone that Organic Lab put on their story, I believe. It is mm-hmm. underscore fm dot xr underscore. I don't think okay. it has much to do with Gorp, um, but it's just got some real cool, uh, like I don't even know how to describe it. Pictures, obviously, um, yeah. kind of like a digital vibe. I don't even know. I can't topographical maps with some plans. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's cool. It's just really cool. Um, okay, a Sounds sign good. of a good account. This will be another shout out. I've shout out them before, but a sign of a good account is if incognito ink underscore underscore ognito follows them. Okay. It's a sign of a good account. Do <laughs> not follow a lot of people. Stamp of um, approval. It's a stamp of approval. Uh, and Organic Lab reposts a lot of incognito stuff also. Yeah. So they've got they've got another stamp of approval. <laughs> wow. Um, so shout out incognito as well. And I will find out someone else. I've got two more that I can quickly rattle off. Yeah, go ahead. So one, which is um, Patrick Stangby. Of his course. Ac- his account is very, very good. And I like um, the things that Patrick's working with at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like to see a little bit of running content from him because like we mentioned there, I do like a bit of running. Yeah, and then he's another quite good account, at it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's only, I think he's quite <laughs> Not not amazing, but no, he's he he seems fast, um, especially up in the mountains. And then mm-hmm. another account, which is like a um, we'll say like a curated mood board account, but for mainly athletic stuff, is called Motus underscore Peak. Mm. Um, and they share all kinds of they share all kinds of running related stuff. So like just you know like random pictures from like during races. Um, mm maybe like old adverts um, yeah. and yeah, just that stuff like that. But that's a cool account that people should definitely follow. Not even necessarily if you're into running, but like it's just a, just an interesting account. I think mm-hmm. everything that they uh, post always gets a swift like from me. <laughs> so Nice. Um, I will also shout out. I've done this before. I think I've shouted out most of people before, but then I look at their following and they don't have enough. So I'm going to do it again. Okay. <laughs> Dedicated underscore assets. Cool name. Okay. And also it's a mood board account, but it's like almost no product shots, which is something I really like. Um, I, th- you know, obviously it has its place, but I think it's, there's a lot of pages that do that. And so it's cool to see a page that doesn't. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I'm they, just looking at that page as well. I like it's very well. They just post a ton of ton of stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. And just like, you know, vintage, vintage photos. They got some weird stuff. They've got like a picture of a pyramid. Looks like it's on Everest. I don't yeah. know. Just just cool stuff like that. Cool stuff like that. Just whatever they um, want, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But it's whatever they want, but they also have like a theme. So I love a I love a good theme. I'm a sucker for a theme. And I'll shout out trees and nylon as well. I mean, yeah, of course, shout out trees and nylon. Um, <laughs> shout, out, shout out Ella George Hinkins 
Yeah, that's a good account to be fair. I'd follow that. Yeah. Been following them for a while. They're they're pretty cool, I guess. The yeah. owner is kind of just a prick though. Like Yeah, I know. I don't find I, I try to message him on DMs and he just comes at me with all this. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. For anyone um for anyone listening as well, while we had our very brief break, I found the I found the credits for the um for the icon mm-hmm. from the Carhartt book. And it's by a, a um it's by an artist called Evan Hecox. And it's from spring summer 1999. Mm. So it's probably, old, probably older than some of some of the listeners. Yeah. Not um, me though. I'm different. Or me. I'm I'm 52 years old. Um, so yeah. I mean, I don't know if maybe he has Instagram or something. I don't know. Ian. But if he does, just search Evan underscore. No, not even Evan. Not even underscore. Sorry. Evan. And then H-E-C-O-X. This is the person who made it or the person who uh, it's modeled after? No, that's the guy who made it. I don't know who it's modeled after. Oh, okay. After. I some, see. Random, some random guy playing a piano. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Hecox is followed by Peter Sutherland. So that's how oh. he knows the real deal. Oh, hey. yeah. They got that same style going through the photos. Oh, it's yeah. nice. It's very nice. I'm going to toss him a follow, actually. Don't cool. let him see my icon. Maybe I shouldn't follow him. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll message him about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> you need to sue Al George Higgins immediately. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, profiting off of your work. You wouldn't screenshot an NFT. Pardon? Have you seen that meme? You, you wouldn't screenshot an NFT? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm deep. I'm deep into, like, NFT hate. <laughs> Twitter and subreddits. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was a whole campaign. It might have just been a US thing, but it's like you wouldn't download a car. It was like when when pirating on the internet became oh, really big and yeah. people like downloading yeah. songs, people have remixed it to say you wouldn't you wouldn't screenshot an NFT. Okay. Um, yeah, lots of lots of anti-NFT <laughs> content that I have that I just don't talk about because it never no. flows into the podcast, but um no. <laughs> I'll force it. I'll force it today. Yeah. Now's your time to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can play whatever. <laughs> yeah yeah doesn't matter it's my podcast i'll put it wherever i want i'm gonna do a two hour long episode of me just talking about nfts and there's not going to be a guest on it even and i'm sure it'll get views and everyone will love it yeah um just a man rambling to himself in a cell what i said i might skip that episode yeah 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 <laughs> that's okay that's fine i just it's, it's just for me i just need it to be out there so i can get it out of my head um cool well ali if you are all done rambling about yourself and how important you are or whatever Uh, we can we can end off the podcast that's cool with you yeah yeah i'm happy to do that thank you Um, for having me of course man yeah thank you for coming on it's been a long time in the making glad you could Mm -hmm. finally hop on and just talk about your experience in the scene yeah no it's been good to it's been good to talk a bit more about kind of like who i am and my work and sort of like where i've come from so thanks for giving me the opportunity to do so you're kind of a mystery man as far as like who you actually are. Mm. So yeah, hopefully this will be illuminating and also go yeah. listen to uh, MK's archive episode that he did as well. It was very good. Yeah. A little bit different uh, focus more on like yeah. uh, designers yeah. and stuff. So yeah, I was going to say that both probably a little bit different, but still hopefully worth a listen. 